No, man, that's an investment. It's not. <laughs> they're not just toys. The, it's an investment. It's my children's they're half, inheritance. They're, they're half hers. They're right, half, yes, according to Kevin. <laughs> half, and that's why. So when I pre-order stuff by accident, it's not by accident. It's on purpose. I'm helping you, man. For you. Yeah. The guy's married for one day. And he's got all the angles. You've got it figured out. He's got it all figured out. Hello there. I'm Kevin, a.k.a. Toying Around. I'm Yoko, also known as Live and Love Eat Yoko. Hey, I'm Paulie from Bitter Asian Dude, Inc. I'm Ernie, also known as the one and only Fallen Fett. We're four friends chatting about our love for Star Wars, toy collecting, and pop culture. You're listening to the Boba Squadron Podcast. Let me see the ring. Show me the ring. I left it upstairs when I was doing dishes. Dude. I mean, have you tried that really? excuse before? Did it backfire? I What? The taking off the ring to wash no. the dishes? Hey, it's See? okay, baby. This just means friendship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way, Kevin. Friendship. No, the uh, ordering six toys and then saying, yeah, but half are for you. I did it for you. No, because Anna could smell the bullshit a mile away. All right. Well, and you know what? No way. She, Part it's, of growing it's... up is letting me make my own mistakes. <laughs> really, uh, for her, it's it's she knows I'm um, I'm just Ooh. a complete dumbass. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Boba Squadron podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in on your favorite listening stream. We greatly appreciate it. Make sure that you catch up on the old episodes if you haven't already. If you're new to finding us, we are on episode seven. Is that correct? <laughs> Episode seven. <laughs> Episode seven. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we got the full crew in here tonight. The full squadron is here. And we got uh, quite a few things to go over today and more homework to talk about. I love how yeah. we're on episode six, seven. It's always for every opening. Yeah. It seems like we're like, oh, we're on episode four, seven, <laughs> right. five. Once again, too bad there aren't just show notes there that tell us what episode we're on. Yeah, and when she get on that, Yoko? I didn't want to click go. it back. Too bad. I, I had <laughs> it open. I did. Are we are we surprised that we made it that far? Is that why it always seems like no seven? I think we're just surprised that it's like what what number is it? Because we just do them. Yeah, I don't even. Well, we've been get together for so long, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's like how many. Like everything blends into one because this could just as easily be uh, Book of Boba, uh, Boba T. It could just as easily be the bad, bad. I mean, you know, everything for the continues. lifers, we've all been doing it for a while. And then Ernie's new. So, oh, yeah. Wait, Can't aren't we telling Ernie the bad news today? Is it? This is my last show? <laughs> well, last portion Thanks. of the show. Last so now portion we'll be, of the show. Yeah, he's done now. <laughs> we just made the opening. <laughs> yeah, just had to do the intro. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. thanks and we'll for edit the, we're that. on episode and eight. <laughs> eight. Nine. That's all it is. Celebration yeah. announced the schedule of panels. Now, I have not looked through it yet. So I'm not going, right. so I don't care. Do <laughs> <laughs> <Through> Star Wars. <laughs> and I'm just going there to ask for you all day in every panel. Yeah. Where's Carson? Yeah. They're going to make that connection so quickly. Yeah. Oh, I need my my cut out of your head. Oh, yeah. So then I can hold it up too. Yeah. We're here for Carson Teva. Where's Polly? <laughs> I'll get the whole crowd to start chanting. Polly, Polly, <laughs> nice. Polly. Yeah. You just got to be in your chonies, though. You got to be in your fet chonies. I'm not going to start, but by the end of the chant, I will be. Oh, nice. I'm going <laughs> to do it the whole. Yeah. This nice. way, then 
they know I mean business. I'm Carson right. Tava, and I approve of this message. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get we gotta, so we gotta pick which panel we're gonna protest. Then <laughs> we're gonna I'm, raid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I say it's the Mando season three, the when Favreau and Filoni's there. This mm, way I can still yeah. try and get a coin, a picture, and then still protest for Paul <laughs> <laughs> at the same time. Nice. I, I think I would do that. I I really want just because it's current. Um and I, I you know, I I'd, I'd want to know this this is an opportunity to get on the ground level of, of something before it's aired, right? Like season three and all the other things that are going on with the, in the Mandoverse. But I think that that would be a must see for me. Like I see Ian, Ian McDermott, and with all due respect, too, it's just like, yeah, cool, the Emperor. What else is there? Type thing. Like I'm sure uh -huh. he's got a lot of fantastic stories, and he's he's really really wonderful. But it's just for me, I think I, I would if if it came down to him and something else that was a little bit more, uh, like even um, uh, like the Obi Wan panels and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, see ya. I, I, I want to see it, this other stuff. Yes. Do you no? want to? Yeah, I mean, what? Well, yeah, the big one is gonna be Filoni and the Favreau one. Yeah, the other ones is just like that. But here's the thing: they're talking about you got to do this. Um, uh, it's gonna be like a lottery system through your phone. Yeah, is what I've heard. Oh, so, wow. yeah, I, I guess it's gonna be. I don't know if you're gonna have to like choose from which one you would like. So, because they don't want people this camping one. out, and you know, yes. they don't, and. and for safety reasons or whatever, right? I don't know if this is something that they had done before or not, but to to keep people from camping out overnight to get into these panels, mm -hmm. they're doing like a lottery system. So then like you're in, and I think it's just really for the first thing in the morning and then like people will go in and out, you know, and if people don't come back, maybe like other, you can, there's probably going to be a line for like seat replacements or whatever. I'm guessing. I really haven't looked too in depth into any of this yet i should but um, i've never I'm, really idea i've never okay. really attended a panel at a convention i know paul you've done participated in panels right yeah not, yeah. not at this Obviously. scale i mean for we right. did one for the biggest one would have been for kim's but there were seven of us from the cast there and we we packed that room and before that right. it was me and andrew fung uh at uh calgary fan expo and we packed that room there were like 400 seats I think the one for um, for Toronto Fan Expo was like maybe a thousand seats. Um, no, not a thousand, maybe seven hundred. And then, but these, this one will be like thousands of seats, right? Like it'll be a good what twelve hundred? I figured they they'd want a big venue for it. Uh, but I've never, you know, just done a panel that big for that size. I don't know how big these ones are compared to the Comic Con ones. Yoko, have you been into the? Oh, I mean, the ones not, it's, not a, it's not a Hall H panel, you know. Right. But right. I, yeah, I don't know number. I don't know numbers at all. But you know, there are there are different stages, you know. So they have like their big one that's going to hold the most people, and then some are for smaller rooms too. Studio showcase actually looks good because those are all the previews, right? Just to kick it off. Yeah. Pretty yeah. smart. Special guests discuss the many Star Wars adventures coming soon, including Obi-Wan, Andor, and The Mandalorian. Okay, what's the next one? Damn it. The next one for me would be the um, Star Wars Collectibles update with Lucasfilm's Brian Merton, because I'd be oh. like, who's to blame? Who's <laughs> to blame? Right? There, where, am where, I? Gonna, where am I? They're going to have <laughs> a Hasbro one, too. 
they're gonna have a Hasbro one, and I I think I am pretty much banned from that one. So <laughs> why are you banned <laughs> from the Hasbro one? We'll have to see. Because I don't say choice I'm like, words about I'm like nervous for them. <laughs> Black well, series. But right? They, I mean they, it, that's of their own doing. In, uh, in no, the people who represent Hasbro in those live streams are not it is not their doing necessarily. Well, but they're being they're the sacrificial lambs being led to the slaughter. I, and I mean. having been that sacrificial lamb, I'm yeah. gonna tell you, it's okay. a really shitty position to be in. Yeah. So be gentle with the people sharing the news, no, no. you guys. Pitchforks That's all and, I'm saying. Pitchforks I am. I've never liked that it. like the that. The marketing I mean, team is not the one making product decisions. No. Yeah, I wonder what they're gonna what they're gonna have though, because they're having a presentation on May the fourth, Hasbro is for Black Series, and then well, Star Wars, not Black Series itself, but Star Wars. And then yeah, they're gonna be there at celebration too, doing one, and I wonder what's gonna happen. And then I would I would definitely want to get into the Favreau Filoni one. I'm hearing a lot of really great things about the Lego Star Wars uh, game that dropped. A lot of people finding oh. joy from that. A lot of Instagram posts, reels, stories. A lot of people really just loving the humor in it. Uh, it's yeah. brought a sense of levity back to the galaxy far, far away, which is severely lacking, apparently, just with all the uh, the hatred that's been going on. So... That's nice. So the summer of Lego Star Wars on Friday, May 27th sounds like a lot of fun. Paul, do you know if you're a playable character? I heard there's like hundreds of... Well, if, if I were, honestly, I'd be the last one to know. <laughs> no you one's know, tagged I'll, you yet? No, no, not yet. <clears throat> and trust me, I do. I mean, Overwatch 2, they had uh, a beta map of Toronto. And they've done this before, but they have Kim's Convenience there. They've renamed it K's Convenience, but they've done the store and it's on the map so oh, that's cool. and then i, I get that. sent that like hundreds of people send it to me like hundreds so i, I saw the, sto the store is for sale yeah it's been on it's been it's been on sale for oh has it yeah for like half a year at least oh, someone I think just sent me the link year. this week <laughs> yeah no you know, it's like I always get people like you should buy it i'm like why <laughs> why why would i want to buy it what am i gonna <laughs> okay. do Okay, allow allow me to to make a point. I was gonna say you should buy it for the reasons of storehouse warehouse. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. Stop Toronto it. warehouse. Hey, no offense. Do you know what neighborhood it's in? It's a pretty rough neighborhood. That's like it's it's not just a storehouse. That's a Target house. Then it's that Queen. Is, uh, it's like Queen and Seton, like around there. Yeah, it's in it's in Moss Park, and it's it's a. You know, it's it's a it's a it's a neighborhood that's a bit rough around the edges. Like when we would shoot on location there, season one, nobody knew who we were, so they pretty much left us alone. Season two, the show is a little bit more popular. People are like, oh, you know, I, I kind of know the show. This is like Kim's Corner Store. Season three, it's like, yo, you're the motherfucker on that motherfucker, right? I'm like, uh, yep. And like crowds would gather, and um, <laughs> but we would do scenes, and like somebody completely burned out would stagger through the the scene, and it's just like, oh, oh okay, that like just like and between the actors too, not like walking around us, they would go right in between us, just right through. <laughs> yeah, and so Andrea and I would be like, was that a background performer or <laughs> what, what's going on? It's like they, they were a zombie, right? Like all like it was this woman who was like in a tube top. And was like doing that walk of shame because it was early in the morning and just sort of stumbling and staggering through one shoe off, one shoe on, and just kind of like Harold out of it. And it was just <laughs> like, what the hell was that? Right. 
another time we were shooting on location, she, uh, another woman came out of the store, was like really mad and popped open a huge bag of chips and made a huge mess. So like set had to clean it up. And then she walked over and kicked one of the camera guys cars. Right. It was just like, okay. Wow. Nice. So yeah. And then one of the ADs, she brought her parents who are from, oh my God, they're from the country, like really serene, nice. And they saw the store and they're coming out. And as they came out, they saw this guy peeing on their car. Oh no. <laughs> so it's that kind of neighborhood. Welcome what to I'm saying. Yeah. So you've got fond memories, is what I do. you think. I do. It's it's a neighborhood that's in development. Mm. But um, yeah, no, that, that, I stuff there's there's reason why there are bars on that, you know, on the storefront. Right. Those were it's real. Just, right. Yeah. Not props. Not yeah. props for real. No. And it's also like four million dollars. Something ridiculous. Yeah. I don't have four million dollars. I have hot toys. <laughs> that's mm. it. This is it. Do you want to buy a building or do you want to buy hot toys? Hmm. Hot toys. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you sold the hot toys to buy the building, you'd have no use for the building anymore. There you go. Right. It's just a big empty building where people would pee on my car and beat me up not even stealth pee not even stealth pee like full no. out daytime yeah. i'm peeing on your car <laughs> like this is mine like ownership pee yeah it's just ownership like oh yeah, territorial marking yeah territory marking territory very noticeable <laughs> why do we have so many types of pee on this podcast? last week self pee this week ownership pee ownership mm. pee, yes that's funny though pee. that they're like, is this a background? These background characters are getting really, really like on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Method oh, acting. That's, that's yeah. what we thought. They're that's so funny. good. Yeah, it's like, oh wow. Committed. Wait, you know what? Really committed. Yeah. <laughs> Toronto local fans, Toronto fans be like, hey, I've seen that lady. I can't believe they made it on the show. <laughs> this, this show is so real. We scrubbed that cut. That 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 particular take. <laughs> Started again. Is it safe to assume then that confirms you're looking for a, a second place to store all your stuff? Confirmed. Confirmed. <laughs> Sorry. No, Anna. I'm selling all my Black Series. I am. Uh -huh. uh, I'm taking Yoko's advice. That's money that's already spent. I'm not <laughs> worried about getting it back. No, seriously. Yeah. And I think I'm just going to take it to the, save a few items. I'm going to take it all back to, to the to the collectible store and let them deal with it because. I don't oh, have wow. time. I don't have time. And you're right, Yoko. That money's already spent. You know, so everything that else is profit. That's an advisor. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it makes sense just from a collector's yeah. point of view. It's just, yeah. and I need to get, I mean, I have boxes of stuff and I yeah. gotta, I gotta get rid of it. Gotta It'll feel good it. to get rid of it at once and then mm -hmm. not have to yeah. worry about it anymore. And yeah. I think that's the case right there. So. Yeah. Very happy like that. about that. It's yeah. like a nice follow up to a last week topic. Yeah. I've made up my mind. I'm not going to keep the baby. What a quitter! Huh? All right. Huh? You get. You got to get that reference, Ernie. Papa, what? don't preach. I made up Madonna? my mind. Yeah. And I made my keeping She's my keeping baby. I'm not. So that's the joke. Oh. I didn't get that. That's where you were going with that. I just thought it was a dark. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> very dark. Very dark. <laughs> Man. Happy wedding day, Kevin. Yeah. Oh my god, don't back that topic up with No, I'm trying to bring levity to the situation. My nuptials. Now. Right. 
Going into the next topic, Madonna like a virgin. So the panels. (laughs) Back to the panels. (laughs) How did we get there from Lego? My goodness. Uh, Lego. Here we go. It was you. You asked about him being in the game. Usually when you always ask that question, it is you. How did we end up here? It's always you. Yeah. Here we go. I'm the one one with the most disbelief. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Why did it go off the rails? Something you said. How could it have happened? Yeah. I know if Kevin was here, he'd probably be checking out the science folder on Sunday of Wonderful World of Wookiees. Click, 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 click. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. That's what I said. I thought that site was shut down. I guess it's the Chesty Jawas panel. That's right after Wonderful World of Wookiees. That's, that's an Sunday. evening. That's an evening panel. It is. Yeah, evening yeah. panels. Wookie nookie. <laughs> We're in space. Everyone can hear you cream. Um, I'm never gonna let that one go. Attack of the Clones, 20th anniversary celebration. <laughs> that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah. 20 years. For in my opinion, it was the weakest of the trilogy, the the prequel trilogy. That's what. Right, Yoko? Isn't that what the celebration is based on? Like the merch and everything is the clones? Some of it, yeah. It seems like half of it is is clones' twentieth anniversary, and half of it is like right. is new stuff. Because right, right yeah. after Plus, that is yeah. a merchandise sneak and peek Disney parks and shop. I, Disney. I love that there's a merchandise sneak peek <laughs> panel. Like that's hilarious. Why is it hilarious? Just yeah, it's like an hour of like here are T-shirts that are coming to the park later this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought they were going to be like the collectibles. Like, here we go, Shop Disney. You're going to have a chance to get this limited edition mm. lightsaber. Um, or know, maybe. sometimes, right? Sometimes, but I think it's like all over the place. Well, look oh. at what just happened with you, Yoko. Hmm. We what all happened? sat at the edge of our seat while Yoko waited in a 10 minute line to purchase something that we didn't know about. Like, oh yeah, what you was know what? it? Oh yeah. So uh, I was, um, <laughs> I was just um, when I was streaming the other night, Tuesday night. 7:30s on Twitch. Um, <laughs> we were. I was talking about merch on Shop Disney, and then thank you. And um, uh, then suddenly we got kicked into a waiting room, like a queue for Shop Disney. And so it was like this, this queue. The queue will open or let start letting people in at 8:30. And I was like, "What the heck? What is this?" And I was like, "Well, we're here, so let's just let's just wait it out." It was like 10 minutes or something, 15 minutes maybe. I don't remember. So we just waited and there was like, it was like 4,000 people in line ahead of me at that point suddenly wow. already. I was like, what are we all waiting for? And we never, we never figured it out. I thought it was that doll, Ernie, but it wasn't even that. Oh, it wasn't? It wasn't that, that had already been up a couple days. Oh I my guess. God. I thought it was the doll too. I so see, people, I have no idea. Yeah, I saw people talking about it on a Facebook group and other people were like, what were we all waiting for? And everyone was like, nobody, nobody knew. Yeah, was, I was in this they must room have waiting. Been testing it. I, yeah. I bet they were testing it for May the Fourth or something. <laughs> I was gonna say it's probably uh, a beta test. Yeah, but they like, the didn't tell anybody, <laughs> and they get thousands of people yeah. waiting in line trying to figure it out what was going to buy. And, and the, then the excitement builds up because, yeah. like, I was in here setting up for my show, and Corinne was in the other room making ears in that, and then so she even pops in and is like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And then so now I'm searching too, and I'm like. I can't find yeah. anything. And then, then the timer is running that. down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, ooh, let's all get in line. <laughs> Just so you know what, Paul? Cool. We do need that show. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. 
what are you going to give us? Yeah. I don't know as far as Star Wars merch. I would hope maybe they're going to be talking about um, more coming to Doc Ondar's as far as Saber. Mm. Because we had the pick one and that's released now. So when are we going to get the other ones? Or like, do we get to choose again on which one we want next? Oh, yeah, and then there's again. also a picture going around for Batu East. They're doing something new with the Magic Bands. And they have a picture oh. up and it's a section that they closed off in Batu, and then they show a picture of a new magic band. It says magic band plus, and then it has a, um, a, a what are they called? The Clatoonians, the, the tentacle Clatoonians, Clatoonian, right? Isn't it? Well, it looks like that and nobody okay. knows what this is. So what are they doing? Is it something to do with bounties? Like collect a bounty, do this. So maybe that's when it's going to be announced further and maybe the reveal of it of what's going on but i would really hope that more is coming to batu like i would i would love that maybe with that game that's one of the panels too right isn't there like a bounty hunter game video game that's coming out oh is there really like Uh, on uh, on on platforms yeah it's like a fighting game with bounty hunters Cool. The old one was Masters of Terracosta. Probably really simplifying it, but that's. Uh, Why can't I find it? I just sorry. saw it on here. And going back to the uh, Lego, yeah, uh-huh. uh, thing, I just put a link in the comments. Check it out. This is the new one that they're going to be dropping. Star Wars oh, Lego. Oh, the UCS Land Speeder. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. That looks so pretty. Are you, are you getting that, Val? They're beautiful. Yeah. Do you do you have Lego? You have I some. do. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I got tons of Lego. You do. I just I in a box stopped. I just do because too. It's just like my kids. We still have it. It's just scattered all over the place. And I used to get like really obsessive with just keeping them all together. Like you can pull oh, them yes. apart, but you got to keep them together because yeah. if you want to rebuild it, like so, we have all the instructions. We keep all the instructions always. Mm-hmm. I got them in a Ziploc bag. Yep. And it's like you can play with them and pull them apart, but keep them all together because some of them are specialized pieces. And if I can't find it, because if you scattered it right. into the big Lego bin, it's brutal, right? And yeah. the color code, like they're all in the right colors and this and that. But you know, my kids are my kids, so like <laughs> everything's <laughs> scattered, and it's like oh. Mm-hmm. And it used to like I had to stop because I was just I was spending way, I don't know maybe that's one of my OCD things is. With Lego, it's got to be organized. Um, so you can take it apart. You can build whatever you want, but all those pieces have to stay the same. Same with the, mm-hmm. the minifigs. Because yeah. they'd swap hands, which was like, why are you doing that? They're just different colored hands. Or the helmets and, and stuff. And it was just, like, that was brutal. So I just took yeah. a step back. And I was just like, oh, I'm with you, man. I'm not gonna Who's, do it. Was it Will Ferrell, who's the dad in the Lego movie? Yeah. I, yeah. like He's yeah. the bad guy, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not that far off. I wouldn't super glue. I wouldn't super glue my sets because that's insane. But you know, keeping things, keeping the sets uh, in their own place, like and and I, you know, Paul, it's not very OCD. I think that's uh, that's that's so crazy. And I loved Lego as a kid, and I would do that as a kid. Like I would build everything, but I would keep stuff separate. So my space Lego Mm -hmm. was separate from the garbage Lego. I'm sorry, the regular Lego, because it was like, (laughs) was that a slip or was? Because it was just like, they were all like, you know, the Space Lego was gray and blue, and it had insignias on it. Blue. And it was all specialized, right? And the other stuff mm-hmm. was like the garbagey stuff that, you you know, it was all the common stuff. 
the great unwashed. That's fine. And I didn't want to mix them up. <laughs> right. So mm. that's just the way. So I, yeah, I totally, I totally, am, uh, uh, oh my God, empathize? No, empathize. I had empathy for yeah. Will Ferrell's character. Like I totally got him yeah. in that. And uh, yeah, but not to the point of crazy glue. Although I have been tempted. Because it's like that Ecto one. It's like I'm never gonna pull it apart to right. put in, right? So why not just put like a thin layer of like model glue in it to yeah. just cement the pieces together, so that shit doesn't fall off. Mm -hmm. And it does. I know a lot of sets that I had when I moved are now half here, half there yeah. inside the box, and I still haven't touched the box for that reason because mm. I don't want to lose a piece. I haven't, I have, or, I haven't been, I have not looked at my Lego uh, I transported yet. Actually, I dropped a box yesterday, and I was like, it was the box my little cricket came in, and uh, I was like, I was like, what is in this box? And I had, I had just dropped it, and I was like, what's in here anyway? Because I thought it was empty because I knew I know where my cricket is, mm. and I opened it, and it was my Winnie the Pooh Lego, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Uh, it made it here and, and right. then I dropped it Yikes. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I had stuff like bad. half apart and everything. And I tried immediately and I couldn't. I was like, okay, yeah. I, I need to sit down and have time with this box. And I still haven't gotten to that yet. So yeah. I feel you. And I think it's the opposite with Legos. Like when you go to that kid's house who said, let's play with Legos, and they just pull out that bucket bin yeah. and they're all mixed up. Oh, whoa. Like you then I'm not coming over to your house no more. You're a crazy kid. Like, why would you do that? Chaos. Like, yes, like you said, in baggies with the instructions. Okay, so what do you want to build? Or like yeah. that. No. Pulls out like just a tub and all the pieces. What? That's you don't do that. Yeah, I, I called up the free play Lego. It was just like yeah. it was all the scraps or whatever, and it's like free play. You just build whatever crazy ass thing you wanted, right? Yeah. But certain sets like the space Lego. That shit did not touch the other stuff. It's like, this right? is pure. You're clean. You do not cross-contaminate these, these <laughs> Legos, right? So, like, I, I and I had both. I had that big, crazy tub of Lego that was just <sighs> the sound as you're, like, rummaging yeah. through to find the piece. I love yeah. that sound. Like, that's total ASMR for me. It's just like, <sighs> right. And, and when you know that it's at the bottom, too, should yeah. be in the right corner. Right, right. There. yes, I can yes. get that, but no, this was this kid's whole Legos. All Legos wow. were this in there. Yeah, you always have that bin of like that, and that's what I'm saying too. As crazy as mm -hmm. <gasps> it's in the corner of it, I know it was. Yeah, <laughs> and you start digging through, and you do, you find it. I feel bad because <laughs> if I see like, if I see as an adult now, if I go to like a friend's house and their kid has that free play Lego bin, I'm like, ew, why do you play like this? <laughs> I feel kind of bad. <laughs> Like it's it's if you're a kid and you're in another kid's house and you see that that's one thing, but as an adult and I'm why am I being judgmental of a child? That's no kind of bad. You, you're being judgmental of the parents. Do your job. Yeah. Do right, your right. job. Yeah. You need but to throw man. on this episode in the background. Hey, have you heard our new podcast? <laughs> just give a listen. And when it gets right to this part, man, just all teach them really? right. Yeah. And Paul, that that sound of the Lego. Being yeah. stirred the ASMR for you. Yeah. That is like uh that's trauma for me because oh, in my right. house, that just means all right, who's gonna clean this shit up? <laughs> that, that, that means either uh, my son or my daughter dumped the whole thing uh, and then just took off somewhere and <laughs> someone's gonna then decided to play with something else. Yep. No, the or they piece that they're you say we're for. looking for. Yeah. Um man, I love I love how Lego has evolved to uh these collector style sets for 
you know, our friend Fred does a lot of Lego builds on Twitch. Mm. There's a lot of the uh, adult, was it adult fans of Lego? Yeah, AFOLS. AFOLS that Fred yeah. always uses. Yeah. And these, and they've really leaned into those kind of sets for, yeah. you know, if you look at the new Star Wars stuff, there's dioramas, there's a Death Star trench run, uh, you know, and there's, there's Luke in the elevator scene from Mando mm. with the, dark troopers yeah yeah and like there's moving parts and little play like it's still kind of like the play the play uh patterns that you had as a kid but they seem very much targeted to uh to, to collectors like us and it's well, crazy the licensed sets um saved lego because they were losing a ton of money because it was expensive and nobody was buying it and it wasn't until they started licensing these these franchises that it really started taking off again. And then they, 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 it, it's a really interesting story about that. I think they have, it's on Netflix, the uh, toys that built us, uh, that the made toys us. That made us. Yeah. And they've got a whole Lego se uh, segment on it. So if you watch that, it's pretty cool. Uh, but they talk about how it was just like in decline. No one wanted to play with Lego anymore. And then they just started getting franchise licenses. And then they, it's, it exploded for them. So I always love Lego just because of the precise nature of, the quality control of the bricks they are you can stack them and put them together and there're never any gaps because they fit perfectly because they're made perfectly mm -hmm. mega blocks which is canadian is so frustrating to build because i remember we got a halo set for the boys they're heavy into halo and like you'd be you'd start building like the side of a ship and because the pieces couldn't snap together you get that little freaking like just that little gap just the tiniest mm -hmm. and for one level, that's fine. But once you start stacking them and you just start to see the spread, mm. it was so frustrating because you couldn't get the top, the roof on properly. You had to really force it to snap them together. And once they're together, there's no way you can take them apart or they just pop apart because of the stress that's on them. And that's just from uh, poor quality control. Like the, the, the variances that they give to say, oh, yeah, this piece is good enough is right. way off, and which is why it's cheaper, too, than, than Lego. But I held up my hand because I recall a lot of the skin that I lost on my fingers trying to yeah. separate some of those pieces, and they're pretty sharp off. and rough, too. Did you so, actually uh, get them off? Yeah, and then I had to wash my blood off of them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, Paul, cool side note. Yep. The creator of the toys that made us uh, was on our show last night on the oh, house. Yeah, cool. he's doing a new toy line. Yeah, really cool guy. All right. On. Yeah. And you know what? Okay. He had all of these vintage figures behind him. Uh-huh. And I did not ask him about him because I was so scared because guess what was immediately behind him? All the Star Trek stuff. Dude. And I felt as soon as I said something, he was going <laughs> to grab the Star Trek stuff and I was going to be like, oh, I have no clue. Man. Like, you know, to show it off. Yeah. Like, hey, Ernie, check this out. And Oh, awesome. <laughs> and I would have had no clue. <laughs> yeah. So you got to you know, Bye. Would have been exposed. Yeah, exactly. Huh? <laughs> this guy ain't a collector. He doesn't even know Star Trek. <laughs> Sorry, guy. I had to put. I just break the line somewhere. Uh, on Adam Savage's uh, YouTube channel, tested. They have Norm, and he's got this guy. I think he's in charge of Three XO, or is it? Is that that line? QXO. It's. They do one six scale, but it's Star Trek stuff. QMX. That's it. No, no, <laughs> not QMX. They do not the badges. QMX? They do the badges. No. Um, it's uh, XO something. It, it, I can't remember yeah. now. 
but it's really cool because they were having the discussion about uh in terms of the costuming like the costuming the fabric that they were using for the for the one six scale they have uh set accurate versus screen accurate because of course there's that whole debate of you know like han solo's jacket in empire sex back was actually brown but under the on the screen it's blue it looks blue so mm -hmm. you have set accurate the brown versus screen accurate which is blue right and so they're actually doing that they're they are offering both types that are out there and i'm a big fan of the, like the original star trek the original series and they had uh a one six scale figure spock and he had you know the set accurate versus the screen accurate and it's like wow like such a difference between the two and um what was the point I was going to make with it? Uh, even even the, the type of fabric that they were using, right? So it's, what I'm saying is, it's really cool that there's other, there are other franchises out there that are getting one six scale sort of royal treatment to it. And I think I'm going to start branching off into that as well, just because they're cheaper than Hot Toys, but they mm -hmm. look fantastic. And they have the whole Wrath of, you guys don't care because it's Star Trek, so... <laughs> I'm going to geek out over that because I saw the Wrath of Khan set with McCoy, Spock, and Kirk in the burgundy uh, uniforms. And so that's 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 my jam, too. I got to ask a question because I do know, though. How is Spock different? What Wait, wasn't mean? he just blue? Yeah, no, but it's a different shade of blue. So the set oh. accurate was like a darker blue. And then under right. the light, it became a lighter blue. The light so you blue. have – it's like people with the, the uh, um, uh, AT-AT drivers, right? Uh -huh. In reality, the helmets were like, was that white or gray, right? And so the one that I have from Monovos is gray, gray, but it looks white under the screens. And it's like, no, it's not white. And But some people are like, yeah, but that's how I remember it from the movies. So I feel better with an all white helmet uh -huh. instead of an, a screen, a, a set accurate gray helmet. You know, so it, it's, it's that. It's like, this is how I remember it. Okay. If you're dressing up as Han Solo in ESB and you got the brown jacket, People who know are like, ah, yeah, you're, you're like, you're into that deep cut stuff, right? Other mm. people would be like, why is it brown? It's supposed right. to be blue, right? So uh, from all these panels that we've looked at, Yoko and Ernie, you're the ones that are going to be physically there. Um, which ones are you most excited for? Or which ones will you actually be queuing up for or lining up for? I mean, I'll enter every day and see, you know, if I get in, I'll go check them out for sure um I, I don't think there's any where i'm going to be like super sad if i don't make it in but i feel like we, with my experience with panels because sometimes you, you just sometimes at cons like you just go to watch a panel because you're tired and you need to sit somewhere <laughs> and sometimes those turn out to be like you know like you learn something or they turn out to be really interesting or like you know sometimes you're in a panel a panel you stick it through one panel because you want to get to the one after it really you know and um uh but you never know like you you always learn something from the folks up there so i feel like even if it's not something that seems super exciting i, I bet it will be anyway so other than because having never been to a celebration before obviously the, the panels it's like a regular con there's going to be like a dealer's floor uh they're going to be yeah. just people hanging out um yeah. Like, are they going to be like little side booths? Like, are people going to have their own booths there as there's well? There's like, yeah, there's like the the big oh, yeah. license booths, you know, the license partners, licensee partners. Oh, right, because like sideshow will be there. Yeah, there'll yeah. be a sideshow booth. Uh -huh. um, and then, yeah, your small, your 
room of vendors usually and then like photo ops and stuff like that too like the big right. the big displays the giant rancor right yeah. yep that's the right. cool one so it is it's like any other con but it's i mean not More to get smart wars. it's all just star wars right so people from selling you know their artwork mm -hmm. to the the knit stuff to keychains to there aren't as many artists though because they're everything. not like because they have to invite their licensed artists you know Oh, so you don't yeah. get a lot of the fan art kind of stuff. Yeah. That you would, and I don't know if any of the tattoo people are going to be there this year. Mm. I haven't heard that either. That's where mm. I got my very first tattoo. Mm. Oh, wow. Is that the wrong arm? Or you, no, you, it's just you pulled up an arm and it was blank. The camera don't show it, but my Mythosaur skull. I actually got it hooked up from somebody there um, who was part of the toy industry that I let him know about an error on his figure. And I kind of saved his butt. Yeah, whatever, Kev. Kev miming over here. Show it. Kev, and this is an audio. This is a podcast. Yes. <laughs> People can't see what you're doing. I held up my arm and I can't see it in the camera. I can't see either of my tattoos. And because I don't know which way the camera goes, it makes me really stupid. So I still can't even show it. I feel like I physically have to grab my camera and show my arm. Anyway, that's where I got it. It was a cool story because I let the dude know that they messed up on a figure. And he was like, yo, you saved my butt. And then he nice. was like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, dude, I wanted to get a tattoo, but they're all booked up. And then he walked out, he walked me over there, signed me in with his friend, and I immediately mm -hmm. sat down and got it. And I was like, oh, awesome. dude, this is awesome. Yeah. So, so it pays off to, to be a know-it-all and be like, um, actually, this is wrong. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, free, free uh, skipping the line for the tattoo. That's it was awesome. pretty big. It was the uh, remember when Jax did those big figures of the Star Wars ones, like yeah. that Han Solo and Stormtrooper mm -hmm. and everything like that. It went on for a while. There was a lot of figures. I had gotten an early release of the Han and Stormtrooper, and it was spelled wrong all the way around. It was H A H instead of H A N. <laughs> like yeah, the Chinese version of Han. <laughs> yeah, and so I sent him a message right away because we, mm -hmm. I followed him on Instagram. And I sent him a picture and he was like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, man, this is in my house. And so, like, you know, I proved to him where it was. And then he ran back and he's like, yeah, somehow I got an early version or something at the Toys R Us. And then he had it fixed. And so when he saw me there, he's like, dude, you saved my butt. And then he walked me over there and got me right in. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Nice. Huh. Yeah, they went back and fixed all the rest that were being done because they weren't like all all mass produced yet huh. that's kind of an unforgivable mistake too <laughs> yeah but like, the number of people who had to have seen it and approved it for it to go to print yeah because wow. it was the three sides so you know yeah. how they you know how they just came with that big back and then the front was at the bottom of their feet and it wrapped around that's yeah. all that held them it was on the three sides it was on the two sides of the legs and then on the back. Mm. Yeah. H A H solo in Stormtrooper disguise. Ha. So yep. Ha solo. That's not even an autocorrect, because why would it change it to ha? Right. Yeah. I guess. I'm just saying, like, you know, in that got approved internally, uh -huh. then like Lucasfilm has to sign off on that. And they didn't catch that. Yeah, I believe at the time he was working at Jack's. It was Jack's who put those out, Jack Specific. Right, but like when you make a toy, you don't just go and make whatever you want. It has to get approved by the licensor. Correct. Yeah. So I'm saying like that includes packaging. <laughs> so they would have seen it. So that would definitely be 
like panels that we would go check out. I mean, we're at a point though, when we're talking about what they have there at celebration and everything, like we were saying, they have, you know, it's all just star Wars related and everything like that. Now comes a time. I think it's been so long. When are we going to have a Marvel con? Because mm-hmm. Marvel, I think has surpassed. They've done their movies. Now they're on Disney plus like Yoko totally does moon Knight 30, which I, totally wanted to jump in yoko because that last episode was crazy amazing um i'm sure it touched a lot of people it was like wow that's why i think we would need like a marvel con just just to experience everything that it's been building up because this episode was great there were rumors there were rumors before the world shut down that that was in the works so hopefully it's something that can come back why right. isn't there one? I, Why Marvel, isn't there Marvel one? Con. What What do you think was preventing it, or they just hadn't gotten to that point yet in in I the MCU? I mean, it's been MCU's been around a decent now, amount. Right. I heard the same thing too. Like Yoko was saying, I mean, it's just that. I mean, it's. It, I think it's just it's time now. Mm-hmm. It It has to be. I know everybody has their breakdown shows and everything like that, but. I think it's it has come to the status of Star Wars. It really has. Yeah. Star Wars Celebration has been there because it's been started years ago. I mean, Star Wars Celebration was this little rinky-dinky thing back in the day, like when it first started, of just basically a bunch of nerds getting together, and they they had it up, and, and it was kind of like to go with the Comic Cons and like that. But now it comes to a point where, you know... We, we just did a whole big old segment on what we want to see at Celebration. Yeah. Marvel needs to get there at the same time to talk about different stuff that, that they're building up to. Uh, everybody's me... excited for Multiverse of Madness and like that. But even leading up to that, we're still in Moon Knight. Though, what, the, the finale is next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. And after that last episode, where is it actually going to go? It I was very I'm... sad. I think part of the reason why we haven't gotten a Marvel Con yet is like with Star Wars, you had a set number of movies. And that was it, right? You had the the original trilogy, then you had the prequel trilogy, and then a sequel trilogy, and everything was kind of built around that. And with the advent of Disney Plus and you know the first I mean, how far have we gone so that you know televised Star Wars is now just such a yeah, you expect it, right? Mm-hmm. Like I remember when The Mandalorian first came out, it was like this is the first live action Star Wars yeah. series, and it was a big deal, right? That was huge. And now it's just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, okay, when what more, more, more. We've become so accustomed to it within mm-hmm. like what three years with Marvel movies, I think, because they keep, you know, in a sense, they keep rolling it out. You think about it, it's like we're going to phase four of the MCU mm-hmm. and now they have how many shows that are coming at, like it's a juggernaut. And I think absolutely right that there should be a con uh, regarding this, but it's in terms of getting all the stars, all the leads, cause you got the Evans and Hemsworth and uh, you know, um, uh, Ruffalo and, and Robert Downey Jr. And everybody else. It's like, they're all, bonafide like movie stars now right so it's okay. hard to sort of get them in i mean to get them to film that one scene at the end of uh avengers endgame uh like that funeral scene was probably the most expensive scene ever <laughs> shot just because of the number of people who are in that right yeah. can you imagine trying to get 
them to a con? Like, what would their guarantee be? Do you know that that's the thing? It would it would cost so much money to get them okay. to get them in there. Uh, and I think yeah. that might have been part of it. I think absolutely with the tie-ins of the new uh, television series, that's great. It promotes the series. You know, you get Oscar Isaacs in there. Um, he's also Star Wars too, right? So it's like you could you could get a twofer. Uh, how many people have? How many of these actors have been in Star Wars and MCU movies? Right, that like you could you could kind of do a twofer in that sense. Um, yes, Mingna, exactly. And so, you know, I, I think in terms of the cons themselves, I think it's yeah, it's long past due. I just think the cost would be super prohibitive unless they got like yeah. one or two. But then there's so many franchises as well, right? Because with Star Wars, it's Star Wars, OT, Star Wars, prequel, sequel. Yeah. Marvel, it's Thor, Spider Man. Uh, I was gonna say Superman, <laughs> Iron Man, right? <laughs> you have all these different subsets of that, right? It's it's really hard. <laughs> Paul, Paul yeah. confirms Superman yeah. joins MCU. <laughs> but well, also don't forget D twenty three Expo is also this year, and Marvel is a big part of that. Yeah. Do you go to that, Ernie? I I've I've never no I've you never haven't? been to a D twenty three, no Corinne has and I just I've missed them all, really Either work well, issues or they you know it's it's sold yeah. out very quickly. I believe tickets are still available. It's this September. I will be there. Oh, it's always it's already put out. See, I mm -hmm. didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. then yeah, maybe this is the one I and definitely D23 need to go Expo to. Expo is there is dedicated time for Star Wars and for Marvel at that yeah. show. So nice, yeah, and that's a lot of fun. I, I mean, just going going on show. to what we're saying, that was a great point, Paul, as far as we want more in Star mm -hmm. Wars. And we didn't have it before. And and it's it's I've said this before, and I can't remember mm -hmm. what show I've said it on before. It's kind of weird. We always ask what director did Star Wars, the, all the shows, right? Who's doing this episode? Who is this? Like, we weigh on it so much. And you never hear that about the Marvel shows. Who directed this episode? Who did this? Who did that? It's always just like, oh, yeah, Marvel's on it. It's going good. And I, I'm at a point with all the Marvel shows. Is one going to bomb, do you think? Because I thought they've all been great. And, and I kind of feel like they keep surpassing each other. Where the Star Wars ones are giving us just more content, more to our story. And we're enjoying it and liking it. And it's opening up a new world. When mm -hmm. the, the Marvel ones are not doing a movie, but building off into the phases still. And they've been really good. Like I haven't, I didn't feel like Wandavision was a dud, or uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. I thought they were all good. And now Moon Knight. I don't know. You feel otherwise, Yoko? No, I was. I just because you know I'm doing my Phase Four rewatch, and like rewatching Wandavision was like just as like thrilling as it was the first time. Yeah. You know, watching it. Um, the yeah. One the ideas of, that they went to and the different stuff that they did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, yeah. but that's what happened with Moon Knight too. Everybody's like, what's going on? What happened? Yeah. Yeah. And then you get into the psyche of this episode and it was like, oh, wow. Yeah. You know, of the, the last whole... two episodes are like episode and a half, maybe not even a half, like just amazing. Right. It's like, it's different from anything else we've seen. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. Right. Without no spoilers, no spoilers. Yeah, I don't want to either. Like, but, you do have to go yeah. watch it. I mean, it's so I, good. I cried it's, so many times during that episode. Yeah, like, it but it's been great. Yeah, they surpassed. But and then, yeah. okay, talking about crying an episode and surpassing, 
the last homework was Ghostbusters Afterlife. Same thing. They do a whole movie all this time later, and it makes everybody ball their eyes out. You know, Ernie, you are a ninja when it comes to the smooth ass transition. To keep up that dock, I cannot believe yeah. how silky smooth that was. The way you just yeah. slipped it right in there. Like, oh, we're done with Marvel yeah. now. We're going right into Ghostbusters. Yeah. It would have been like a smooth, no-cut transition, but then now I gotta take your comment out, Paul. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, it's, it's crazy due. smooth. No, crazy Thank smooth. You. Gotta give him his due. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife was the homework assignment because Kevin, you had just recently watched Ghostbusters, and what I wanted to know was, was Ghostbusters Afterlife something that I really connected with and enjoyed and loved because of the nostalgia factor? That, that plays into it because there are certain movies, and we talked about this before, if you grew up with them, they hit, they, they were part of your core memory, they were part of you know your history growing up, so you connect with them. If you didn't watch that movie at the time, like with Gremlins, you did not enjoy Gremlins as much because you were kind of like, meh, Yoko, I think you kind of felt the same way. You watched it, but you wouldn't watch. It's not like you were itching to watch it again and went, oh, my God, these, these made – Indelible, indelible marks on my but I soul. I want a gizmo, to be clear. <laughs> and we talked about the toys too, like yeah. whether the movie made you want to get the toys for yeah. it and whatnot. But the question that I I pose because I'm guilty of the same thing too. I grew up having never watched Grease, for example, or we were talking about Dirty Dancing, and all of my friends of that age who saw Dirty Dancing grew up with it and just absolutely adored it. I saw it as an adult and I was like, eh. Okay, didn't get it, but sure. So I'm wondering, the question was, after watching Ghostbusters Afterlife, is it a good movie? Or is it banking too much on that nostalgia feel for the, the fan base to sort of go, oh my god, this, this, is, this is my childhood again. Does it hold up on its own as an enjoyable movie with, these, with a new cast, but you know they bring back the older cast? What did you think? Did you enjoy the movie? Yes or no? Your mic is off. He's a professional YouTuber. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to edit it and I'm going to sound so smooth. Okay. No one's even going to notice. Um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the hell out of the movie. And after our last week's episode talking about really looking at, you know, is it a good movie or is it nostalgia? I wanted to get the full kind of experience and uh, I also watched Ghostbusters Answer the Call, which I know I've heard there's flack for that movie, criticisms, and I wanted to go in fresh as somebody who recently, you know, uh, kind of brushed up on that universe. So I watched that, and Yoko hasn't seen it yet, so I'm not going to get specific, but that movie was enjoyable i feel like you you just had to get that in there well yeah because it's setting. <laughs> like that's not it's even not... what we're that's not even what we're talking about it's not even the movie that we're supposed to be discussing and you had to like take a detour to mention that for the purposes of editing so that we can bring up ghostbusters afterlife later it won't it, you know it's storytelling i'm setting up that plot point later on no. so you're okay, just you're just trying to make yourself pop yourself up here a little bit i, I see what you're doing it's all right so I watched that movie first. Yoko doesn't support women and hasn't seen that movie yet. Wow. So, <laughs> confirmed. Uh, to be clear, so then, I don't support comedies. Yes, that's true. 
yeah, so I watched that and I think it's still it's still good. And Paul, you mentioned to us it's like it's it's a whole it's a different universe. It's like an alternate timeline. Yeah. So it's on its own, I, I thought it was I thought it was a fun watch. And I think you if you were to make like a modern day Ghostbusters like afterlife, the, the, it's like, do you want to lean heavily on nostalgia or do you want to create something different? And it seems like now that I've watched it in order, they've tried two different options to see what works and i don't think the nostalgia factor in afterlife was that heavy you know there are there are little clips there that refer to like uh like the old ghostbusters commercial that they had on tv the mm -hmm. the uh the granddaughter was watching those so it sets up those characters if if you've never seen ghostbusters like me from two weeks ago and you watched afterlife you would be like who are these old guys coming in to save save the day and you don't want you don't want the the main arc of the story to be they get saved by some classic some characters that are beloved from decades ago like they they kind of helped but they they weren't the huge they weren't the main savior at that final scene so I, I i think there's a good balance in that movie and i still you know it's they see the ghost of a father what was the mom's name kate do you i don't egon's daughter I don't remember her name, but she sees the ghost of a father who she her never got yeah. to. Egon. It's Egon. She saw it's Egon. Phoebe is Egon's granddaughter. Right. But the mom never, like, she was bitter because she, yes. she, she thought he left and didn't care about them at all. And right. finally she realizes all this and sees his ghost. That's, yeah. that's touching to see, whether it's a character that you're familiar with or not. Mm -hmm. uh, to see all that stuff so i think it was a very good balance i thought the acting <laughs> with the kids like podcast and phoebe they were fantastic man they were podcast so is podcast is freaking great oh my god i love podcast so much dude he he he, he kind of stole the movie for me i i think they all did they here was the thing for me with it i, I love the point that you made that it was still a great movie to watch when i listened to the show last week you guys made some great points of the nostalgia reason. Well, yeah, of course you have to like it. That's where always me and Paul are because I guess, yeah, we grew up with it. So to hear you say that you enjoyed it more is even more so. And I had to look at it differently. I did like the storyline because we weren't just bringing up Ghostbusters again. I'm with Kevin. I like the family aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Here was the mom who felt a certain way about her dad. The grandkids didn't know, but yet that whole family bloodline still rolls in. And here's a granddaughter acting like him still. Like, I, I can get that. That was cool. And then to bring in other characters that act like each one of the Ghostbusters was awesome, too. But they were still their own unique character. But you can kind of play it like, oh, okay, I get it. You know, he, more of a Vankman, more more of a Ray. You know, I, I took podcasts to be like Ray. And then when mm -hmm. you see it at the end and they do connect, I like that. So it wasn't just a whole, you know, we're back 20 years later. It did have a good story. I thought so. I, I thought the story was great to play on everything and still make new characters. Like, I would love for it to continue. I, I would want another one. Did you like mm -hmm. it that much that you, either one of you, would you want another one? Like, they, yeah, I think they, they should do another they, one where it doesn't matter. They are doing another one. Greenlit. They just greenlit a fifth one. They did? Nice. I didn't yeah. know that. There are, no, there are no details, but I, I like, I know because it could be an animated one that's coming up as well. Okay. Right. So there are no details about it, though. But uh, yeah, it just got announced two days ago. 
that they, oh, they greenlit okay. a fifth Ghostbusters movie. Oh, perfect timing. I thought they specifically said a sequel to this one, I thought. Well, then there you go. That's perfect. I thought I know, they did. Yeah. I know there's an animated one that's on its yeah. way. That's um, awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's really cool. Uh, with regards to the nostalgia, because that is one of the biggest criticisms I've heard against the movie, was the fact that it's, oh, it's just playing on nostalgia. Now, the, you know, people are going to have an axe to grind no matter what. You're, you're always going to find somebody who doesn't like it and will pull out, oh, it was just nostalgia. All they did was play on these old themes from, from the old movies and this and that and blah, blah. And it's like, well, yeah, that's the point. Right. Right? You're wanting to play on those feelings, mm -hmm. but it's not pandering if you do it right. And I think this movie absolutely hit that balance of, mm -hmm. first of all, keeping it within the world so it felt right. When you hear the proton pack, when you see the Ecto-1, when you see the ghosts, they're very, very familiar. And the irony of knowing that she's got a trap and it's a real trap and doesn't realize what it is. And Paul Rudd's character, my God, I loved him. He made me laugh so hard in that movie. From just that scene where he's in Walmart, just walking around like a douchebag. <laughs> I was dying because he's like, doo, doo, doo. and it's like, yeah, that's like, of course, that's the science teacher, right? <laughs> but, you know, the irony of the audience saying, oh, my God, she's got a ghost trap. She doesn't know what it is. And having the, all those those feels of uh, and like seeing the replay of, of like on YouTube as well. Of the, yeah. the news reports. Like, I got teary-eyed watching because mm -hmm. it was like, oh, there's the gang. And then having the story go in a different direction where they're all pissed off. Everyone's pissed off at Egon. Ray's mad at him. Winston's yeah. mad because he took all his stuff. So I, I just really, really enjoyed that in terms of world building. And I keep using this phrase, the, the world building. But the nostalgia um, is absolutely something that Jason Reitman used in his arsenal of storytelling because it is that continuation that generational jump uh and I, I loved phoebe i thought the that actress is going to go very she was like how old she's like 12 or 13 in that movie and she's got those kind of chops i'm super mm. jealous super jealous and she carried it off and uh and then to have the the old gang come back in because you can't have a ghostbusters movie that is in that world and not have them show up. But what I did love was it wasn't just, it wasn't about them. You know, yes. it's, they it kind of hit that balance perfect where I think Star Wars kind of, uh, for the sequels, where, you know, you can't have a Star Wars without Luke, Leia, and Han in it and just want it to be about them. Right. Right. They, they tried that and you, you, they brought them in at different points, but it, the, the balance just didn't seem right. Whereas for Ghostbusters Afterlife, I thought it was perfect because they show up just kind of in the nick of time to help out, not to win the day, but help them win the day. And I, I love that. I love that. And then when Egon shows up as a ghost, I freaking, I was done. <laughs> I was like Niagara Falls. It was like, oh, and he's holding her. It's just like, oh, <laughs> all the feels came rushing out. So I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear that you, you enjoyed it in that way. Hmm. Well, there, there's some, they're indicators of how I enjoy the movie. A, I would probably go buy some toys, first of all. I'm kind of on the radar what kind of stuff I should buy. So that's the first one. Secondly, when I message you mm. while I'm watching it, mm. like, 
there's something going on that that's clicking with me that I'm yeah. like, I have to talk to somebody about this right now. Yeah. Point of which Paul Rudd explaining to the kids, you don't know Ghostbusters from 1984. <laughs> it's like, that's you, Paul. And I'm either a podcast or Phoebe. Like, I'm like, holy crap, that's, there's a parallel right there. Yeah. Um, but if, if the experiment here was to see whether I still enjoy the movie or if the movie is good without being a lifelong fan, you know, we have that part uh, discussed, but I want to flip it back to you, Paul, when you, sorry, let me bring it back a second. What they continue the story, like you said, it's the same world. It's Gozer again. Mm -hmm. And when you hear stuff like, Oh, the building that was in New York was made with metals that was mined here in this town. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a nice, interesting way to tie it back. But for mm -hmm. you, was that, was that just like, Oh my God, dude, yeah. like, it's bringing it together. That's was, all. How, like, what was it like stuff. for you? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's all deep cup stuff. And as a fan, I appreciate that because mm -hmm. it's expanding upon the world. It's not just retreading everything. They're bringing back Gozer. They're bringing back all these things that they, they discussed and gave it sort of like it's a beautiful prequel sequel in that sense. Right. Where they did use elements uh, from from the earlier movies and just sort of filled in filled in the blanks a bit more and just sort of expanded on that mythology. And so, yeah, I totally appreciated that. Like, I did. And then, like, the little mini mini puffed marshmallow man as well. Like, that callback, I, I absolutely adored. The fact that Slimer came back. But then there was another one that came, you know, the the uh, the, the blue ghost that was eating all, all the metal and stuff. Yeah. Just, for me, it was, it was great because it wasn't just playing the same notes over and over and over again. It was really sort of expanding and building on that mythology. And, um... Wait, 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 wait. Slimer wasn't in Afterlife. No. Wasn't he? No. Because no, that was one of my questions I wanted to ask. Like, where was Slimer? Like, why wouldn't they why wouldn't they bring back Slimer? That's, I thought he That's why they, they had Muncher. They had Isn't Muncher. There a cut Slimer. You're thinking something else, Paul. I think I mean you know what I'm thinking of? Uh-huh. I know. Of, answer the call. Answer the call. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. Answer the call when he steals their yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Wow. I got <laughs> to be honest. I've only seen Afterlife once and that was in the movie theaters. I haven't had time to watch it again. Ooh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. I've seen it like five, six times. Thank you. I Yeah. You. Yeah. No, I, I want to as well. I want to as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my so that's why. Because I. He is. <laughs> no, I redo was... all the homework. I'm that much of a nerd. That was that was my big, big thing from after like watching after so you know i would consider myself a casual ghostbusters fan like i mm -hmm. am enough of a fan that i have i do have a few ghostbusters things in my collection somewhere <laughs> um but like i actually felt like they could have leaned into the nostalgia a little bit more i wouldn't have minded a little bit more of them like oh, them really? showing up a little bit earlier or something yeah and then and but, but my big thing was like where the heck was slimer Oh. Even just to see, you know, just a glimpse wow. somewhere at the end or something, like you know, I don't know. I I agree with you. I did the same thing, mm -hmm. but then when I saw Muncher, I yeah. kind of took that. Yeah, I think that is awesome to hear, though. Where you being a casual one, you're like, oh, I could have taken more. Yeah, because I yeah. felt, man, there was a lot in there uh, of being a longtime fan too. Like, there's a lot of little things too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, Ray yeah. Shop, um, you know, the Saints. Uh, the the Bible verses that were there and mm -hmm. and like there's a lot you know the 
I think of it this way. When people break down trailers for so long, like we did with Obi-Wan, right? A yeah. whole freaking just teaser. We broke it down. The same thing mm -hmm. was going on with Ghostbusters because then, you know, his name was plastered on that entrance gate. Yeah. Of, yeah. Um, and I can't remember right now. Ivor uh, Shandor. Shandor. Right. So I always say it wrong. Mm -hmm. So that immediately, when you saw it in the trailer, was like, oh, my God. You know, and it's, yeah. yeah. So I think that's awesome. Awesome for you to mention yoga. Like, I would have liked to see more. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's cool. Then I really feel like then they did their job because then it's hit like all four of us, which makes it amazing mm -hmm. to me yeah. to say now. My other thing, though, like you reminded me talking about the little mini Stay Puffs, which are adorable. But like, I wish I get why they did, because I think it was they were trying to get people to get back, go back to the movie theaters right after COVID and everything. And people weren't going to the movies. So I feel like maybe they gave away more than they might have normally. Because I'm like, how fun would it have been for those uh, little tape ups to be a surprise when you're watching it, right? But yeah, I wish yeah. they hadn't revealed that in the trailer, personally. Well, here's a deep cut thing I just realized, too, okay. about the Proton Packs. That, as a, as a fan, from way back when, I super appreciate. Um, so in the original Ghostbusters, the first time they, they go to the Sedgwick Hotel... And they're all in the elevator, and I think that they've got that great scene where it's like, you know, it just occurred to me we haven't fully tested these packs. And Venkman says, "What's there to worry about? Each of us is only carrying an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on their backs." He's like, yeah, well, you know, there's nothing to switch me on. And he reaches over and flicks on the power, uh, the the proton pack, and you get the iconic like startup noise and, <laughs> and the thrumming sounds like, oh, now the proton packs on the backs of them. There is no switch. There's no switch. Traditionally, it's been on the wand, on the thrower, where you switch. And that's how my pack is, is, is built, that you activate it through the wand. So there was that whole question of, well, where on the proton pack is there a switch? Because there has to be one. And they've never, ever referenced it again uh, until Afterlife. And they actually found a spot based on the approximate, the, the, they guesstimated where uh where he was reaching flipped on the yeah flipped on the pack and it's oh. underneath the ion arm so for the haslab if you look at the haslab they've actually added a switch there and so that's something that i really as a fan kind of go yes of course because there has to be a switch there and so now there you go and and that is a really deep cut as a as a ghostbusters fan who had and i got like three proton yeah. packs <laughs> the fact that they built that in i love Right, it's that that little that deep nerdy geeky thing yeah, that man. a lot of people would overlook. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I think that kind of relates to a lot of properties we we know now. The people who grew up as fans with this stuff are now working in jobs and positions where they're like they're making movies or they're making toys uh, and, and any other memorabilia where they're like, I wish I had this yeah. or this hasn't been so in the right hands we're going to get really fantastic stuff for, you know, deep cuts like you're mentioning that people, people will really appreciate. So I think that's, that's truly beautiful. Yeah. The geeks have inherited the earth. Yes, exactly. Uh, Finally. <laughs> Ernie's been waiting a long time. So long. Like, Third Fine. grade. God. I like the, I like the trap, the remote control trap. That thing's awesome. That was sick. To see more uh, of the Ecto-1 was cool too oh. the whole drop down of that that in there um for me the gunner seat coming out that was a toy mm -hmm. 
that that was a toy that we all had that oh it did this and then you show it in there that was they, they brought all the worlds together yeah that's what's cool about it and was it J. Jonah Jameson as Ivo? The actor? Uh, that's that's what I heard. I think yeah. so. Yeah. And then he was in there for like three seconds and they ripped him open like a bag of chips. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that was him, which was like, oh my God, okay. And then uh, the one who played uh, Zool, I don't think he, she got credited. And I think that was a big name. No, it was... I, I, um, Go- Are you talking about Olivia Wilde? Yes. Yeah. 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 Who played Gozer? Gozer, yeah. Because I remember I'm watching sorry, Gozer. Like, I remember being like, God, Gozer looks like Olivia Wilde, but I yeah. didn't think she was in the movies. I was like, it really looks like Olivia Wilde. And then I Googled it and it really was her. But... Yeah. And that's the other cool thing, too, like yeah. making decking her out to look like yeah. Gozer from, from the 84 yeah. with the with mm-hmm. the hair and the, the makeup and the, the suit with the, the bubbles on it. Yeah, no, that she was, was really perfect. Awesome. And she the terror dogs. The callback yeah. to the terror dogs. Yeah. Right? So. And the key master and the gatekeeper, like Paul yes. Rudd and <laughs> Phoebe's which mom. Which he still played great. Yeah. When he did that, too. <laughs> the, yeah. It I was think, great. I think a huge part of avoiding too much nostalgia was they had the movie and then all the scenes that made you feel feel stuff, were like in the cutscenes, where all the old characters were mm-hmm. interacting with each other. I'm like, okay, this, this is where I'm getting getting uh that little hint there in the post credits i thought mm-hmm. that was that was a good move yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> episode title read a book reading, reading yeah. dsa <laughs> i can't do that homework in a week though so i think we should still take our movie thing yeah, yeah. still working on dune mm-hmm. jeez oh i haven't i have not read that one <laughs> it's hard i have like four <laughs> i have four books going at the same yeah. time i think Oh, well, maybe that's your problem. One at a time, man. I started yeah. Dark Disciple. I wanted to finish Dark Disciple here in the next week or so. The one with about um, Ventress. Okay, I so I want to act. It could I be totally related. That's all. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry to bore you with my book talk, Kevin. Go ahead. Take the floor. Now you know how I feel when <laughs> I start talking about Star Trek. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Shunned topics. <laughs> Star Trek. Books. Books. <laughs> Books. Very broad. Shunned topics. <laughs> but now I'm looking at Ghostbusters merch now. I'm looking at it now with a little bit more of a different lens. Did you uh did you back topic. the Haslab? The Proton Pell? No. <laughs> you get five of those, Kevin? Why not? My my wife doesn't need one. Yeah, I'm I'm really butthurt I didn't get a Proton Pack. I wanted one. You probably yeah. get one in the aftermarket. For thousands of Uh-huh. Dollars. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because it's even worse because there's not a lot of Ghostbusters merch out there. So that yeah. is gonna I, I continually said it on my show. This is your chance to get one. I didn't though. I, I got Galactus. So you made your yeah. choice. Yeah. I know. Paul, it was the Haslab Paul. has uh, swappable parts that are for Afterlife. Is, is that correct? Um, like, no. Parts? That's the thing. That's what I thought. Like I, I just looked at the uh, the unlockables, the different stretch goals they have, and it's like one of them is like you can put marshmallow goop on it, right? Now the the first backers like within the first forty eight hours got like the slime 
that you could put on it. Uh, there is a book booklet out, which is which is great. And then there's a stand. But in terms of converting it, I know there are mounting points for it is modular. There are mounting points for an actual Alice Pack frame. So if you don't want to use the straps that it comes with, you can make it more screen accurate by putting it on a military Alice frame. Uh, in terms of all the little greeblies and stuff, I'm not sure if you can take those off and remake it into uh, in, into a, like a, a GB1 or GB2 pack. It's got the GB1 cable, but it's it's in, it's like intertwined with the modified cables. I know in terms of the throwers, if you have, I don't know if it's compatible with the old Matty thrower or not. Uh, you actually have to have the um, the other uh, the the Egon's Proton One that came out earlier on. Uh, that it, it it will be compatible with. Oh, that's it. It had a, a hose connector, so you could connect that proton uh, that wand with the pack. Oh, nice. They're they're separate functionality, so it's not like you can control stuff through the through the wand and have the pack uh, play with it, right? If they're all they're separate for now. Yeah. And were there any stretch goals that they didn't get to? No, everything got unlocked. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah, real fast. Yeah, I mean, yeah, within the first, it was it was insane mm. how fast it went. Right. Even without you, Ernie. Well, I know <laughs> the price point alone for what you were getting. Yeah. And for the price was inc that's incredible value. I built a proton pack. I've modified proton packs and that pack, that fiberglass pack with the aluminum parts on it and the, the metal thrower and the electronics and the speaker and everything kind of like it's the cost of a small car. To be honest, that pack cost me a couple thousand. Sorry, Anna. Well, this is years ago. It was like <laughs> I took maybe four thousand bucks into it. To be, it honest. doesn't matter now. It's already money yeah. spent, right, Yoko? It's money spent. That's it's that money money's spent. gone. That's right. It, it's like it's the price of a small car. It's and it's heavy though, and it's better than the packs that they used in 1984, right? But so and so that's why, like, to see something like what Hasbro came up with, uh, it's lightweight. It's got lights and sound. It looks great. For 400 bucks, that's a steal. That's, a, that's why I got two of them. Keep pouring it One on. No, I'm all. Uh. <laughs> that's well, awesome. I I... That is cool. So, like, are you looking for figures, Kev? Like, is it done that much? Like, because, I mean, the Hasbro ones came out. The plasma. I have, I have, yeah, I have the Diamond Select ones. I didn't mm -hmm. get the the building set though. Oh, uh, that would have been sweet. That's a nice diorama. Marco, right? Dar oh my God, Darth Moocher, he has it. Mm -hmm. He chased them all down and ordered and everything. Again, a whole nother reason why I miss our Toys R Us. We can't find those diamond ones no more. The, the Toys R Us was the ones to hold with the big pieces. Oh yeah, yeah. Then you know, like Walgreens is the closest to get, um, you know, just the box diamond select now. But yeah, that rooftop diorama is amazing. That was a great set by Diamond Select. I mean, because you you that's your scene right there, you know? Mm -hmm. And they came out with them and then uh the terror dogs, and then they even went into uh some of the ghosts and like that. So yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. So your homework amazing. assignment. Is anyone gonna do any homework? Yeah, Yoko's gonna watch answer the call. Not this week. I'm not. 
Sure she is. I'm going to Disneyland. (laughs) Okay, so no homework for next week because Yoko and Ernie will be at May the 4th something Star Wars Day at Disney. And Yoko will be watching Multiverse of Madness, so there's no time for homework. No, and purely pay phase for rewatch. I'm still on Falcon and Winter Soldier. I got a lot to do. Yoko, why don't you send the send the good people off with a nice, lovely, lovely message? I would love to, Kev. Thank you for the opportunity. Thanks to everybody listening and watching on the platform of your choice. We really appreciate it. The feedback, the likes, the follows, the subscribes. We do this for you. Thanks for being there for us. Have a great night. <laughs> Yes. Very nice. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs>